Welcome to the LYC Podcast. We are a youth community that believes in loving people and meeting them where they are. Our desire is that through this message, God's love for you is confirmed, your hope in Jesus is renewed, and your faith is awakened. Get it out and uh, go with me. Go with me to two uh, different scriptures. Actually, just one. Just one. I, I lied. Just one. They'll all be on the screen, but if you got a Bible, go with me to uh, 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. Um, by the way, uh, we've been doing this every week for the last number of weeks. We're printing out sermon notes. Here's the reason. Because uh, our goal this year, somebody help me out so I don't feel like an idiot every single week. Our goal this year is to, to what? Grow. Isaiah, to, to grow. To, to, to grow with who? With God and one another. Yeah, like our whole goal, we're like, hey, listen, 2020 is what it is. Uh, we're mad restricted on how we can do our gatherings. We're social distance. We have a bunch of uh, people that are in our community that uh, are still maybe not going out in public. They're not allowed to be at places like this. Um, and we kind of felt like maybe that phrase, I, all hope is lost. What should we do? And we felt God put on our heart, hey, just focus on one thing for the rest of the year in LYC, and that is we are going to grow. Did you know that it's actually God's desire for your life that you grow? How many people, rhetorical question, how many people they've been in church since they were little and they can't remember the last time they actually grew or made forward momentum in relationship with God? How many people they've been in church their whole life and yet they, 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 they haven't grown in relationship with God? Like this is going to sound like a humble brag and 2004 will make fun of me later. It's fine. Um, but but th- this person was, was talking to me recently and they were like in their 50s. I think that's kind of old. Um, some people say I'm old because I'm in my 30s. How dare you? I'm judging you. Uh, but they were like in their 50s. And when I'm 50, I will not be old. 50 will be young. But I, they were, they were they're old. And um, they're like, man. It's just amazing to me how much like, like you know about the Bible and how much you've grown in God. And, and I didn't say it because it'd be rude. You ever thought something you really wanted to say, but you knew it'd be rude? Have you ever said something that you shouldn't have said that was really rude in the moment? Um, my, they're telling me this and, and, and I'm thinking, well, but like, why haven't you grown though? Because you're in your 50s. You've been in church longer than I've been alive. Why, why am I the person that's like, wow, you're really, God's desire is that from now until, until eternity begins with him, that we are always growing with God. The Bible says God's unsearchable. Not that he can't be found, but there's no end to God. Nobody ever is going to be on earth and be like, hey, guess what? Big announcement to make, uh, we're having a boy. That's the number one. And number two, I've arrived at perfection. Everything there is no, 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 it's a continual journey of growth. And so our desire is we are going to grow. And so if you didn't know, we're doing connect group, small group at six, uh, six to 6.45. And then I'm printing out sermon notes every week. Just an opportunity for us to grab the notes, grab the podcast and be thinking about chewing on, uh, studying further the stuff we're talking about on Wednesday nights. That being said, we're in a study right now, a study based off of a book that we're reading as a church called Stepping Into the Kingdom. And um, I gave you in the sermon notes kind of a, a review for where we've been. The first one we talked about, what is the kingdom of God? That sounds mad spiritual. That's something we hear a lot, but what in the world is the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is simply God's reign, God's rule, God's dominion 
in our hearts and lives. The, king, the kingdom of God is not necessarily a physical, tangible place right now, although it will be physical and tangible when Jesus returns and this whole thing's wrapped up. But right now, it is the power, the authority, the, the rule and the reign. And we, we hear that, it's like, okay, yeah, like, like God being in charge. Well, kind of. It's, it's God's rule and reign that there is no, there's no sin, there's no addiction, there's no depression, there's no darkness. There is no thing that has the right to be present in your life as God's rule and reign is, is on the inside. We, we talked about, about this last week, but the kingdom of God is one of complete and total freedom. Now, we, we, we did this last week, but I'm gonna do it again because uh, I think we can all relate and help us get on the same page. How many of you by a show of hands, you would say there's something in your life you wish was different, but, but you can't seem to make it different? That's, I mean, that, that's like, like everybody. And if your hand's not up, it's because you're not telling the truth in church. That's everybody. But the reality is God's kingdom is one of complete and total freedom. We, we, we had this quote last week, but the, the book we're studying, uh, the, the author writes that Jesus did not come to help captives cope. Jesus didn't come to just send like gift baskets to people in prison. Hey, you're, you're, you're locked up, sin, addiction, depression, anger, pain. Man, it, is, it has you imprisoned hate that for you, but I brought you a fruit basket. Here's some bananas and some oranges and a nice pumpkin loaf. Like that's not, Jesus came to set the captives free. Like this is why, this is why so many people are turned off by church and by Christians. Let me give you a heads up. This is why people are turned off by church and Christians a lot of times, because Christians, for the most part here in America, we're just like everybody else. It's, it's just that we have less fun quote unquote, you got the, hold, hold up. You got the same problems. You got the same pain. You, you are trapped and bound by the same things. Only difference is you're not free on Sundays and Wednesdays and I am. All, only difference is you have things that you don't think you should do that I feel good about. Like it's, but, but that's not how it's supposed to be. The, the, the difference in, in believers and non-believers is supposed to be this radical this radical divide where people look at your life and go, okay, hold on. Can, can you please tell me how is it that you're able to live that way? Be, because, it, because it's like in a world full of pain and brokenness and hurt and despair where people are bound, like you are so free. How is it that you're living so free, so full of joy and fulfillment? The kingdom of God is one of freedom. And we talked about last week how Jesus has come to give us complete and total freedom, but we have to learn to step into that and to live in it. I wanna read you Galatians chapter five, verse one. It was our key verse last, uh, last week as we, we talked about freedom. Paul writes, stand fast, therefore in the liberty or the freedom by which Christ has made us free. Whatever you do, recognize Jesus has made you free. You don't have to be bound by sin. You don't have to be bound by insecurity. You don't have to be imprisoned by, by fear. You don't have to be imprisoned by anger or lust, or you, you don't have to be, stand fast in the freedom by which Christ has made us free and do not get entangled again in anything that's gonna, that's gonna hold you captive. T -t Tonight, what I wanna talk about is I wanna talk about how, someone say how, 
but how do we actually begin to walk and live in that freedom? And, and he, hear me tonight, what we're going to talk about, if, big if, did you know that Jesus was the greatest preacher of all time? Like Jesus, he was the greatest preacher of all time. But even Jesus preached amazing, I mean, they're all amazing, but even Jesus preached sermons, the people walked away like, ah, I didn't get anything. Jesus said, it, it, it's always he who has ears to hear, let him hear. That, that if you have ears to hear tonight, if you lean in, I believe tonight can be a sermon, not because I'm preaching it, but because the Bible is that good that forever can change and transform your life and you'll never be the same again. Here's where we're gonna start. First John chapter one, verse nine. It's where we're, we're gonna start, where we're gonna go. And then we're gonna jump into this thing. It's one of my favorite scriptures of all time, hands down. It is so freeing, so comforting. It says this, if someone say if, if we confess our sins, he being God is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to clean us or cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let me read that again. If, 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 if I will come to God and I will simply confess, we're going to talk about what that means in a minute, but confess my sin. God is faithful. God is just to, for, to forgive me and to fully clean me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I was going to say if you're taking notes, but we're all taking notes because we have notes. The title of the message I'm going to preach tonight is a message that I'm titling this, Who is God? Who is God? One more time, uh, let's close our eyes, bow our head, let's pray, ask God to speak to us from his word to, to change us, transform us, and then we're going to jump in. God, tonight, thank you for the Bible. Thank you that you've given us this book, not as... Um, not as a book full of rules and reg regulations, but as a book that tells the story of how much you love us. A book that, that tells us about the person of your son, Jesus, and everything he's done so that we can have life and life to the full. God, I'm not a very good preacher by any means. I'm not, I'm, I'm not great at this whole communication thing, but God, your Holy Spirit is amazing. And so Holy Spirit tonight, way better than I can do. I really am praying Holy Spirit, you would captivate every single person in this place's attention tonight. God, would we lean in? Would every distraction and thing that would take us away from hearing you, would it just be put to the side? Would you captivate our attention, not to hear a preacher, but to hear you? We have eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart to receive. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Who, who is God? Um, I'm not asking that question tonight in like a philosophical way. Like who, who is God? What, I mean, what kind of Doritos does God eat? Is he a Cool Ranch God or is he a spicy nacho God? What kind of deodorant? Count of three, if God were to wear a deodorant, what deodorant would God wear? One, two, three. Like so strong Old Spice over here. It's like not even close. Old Spice. Like what, like who, who, who is this God? Does he, does he perspire? And if he does, what does he use to cover up his heavenly BO? I, I don't, I don't like, I'm not talking about like, let's define who God is. Here, here's, here's the question. And, and I, I really want this to sink in. I'm asking the question, who is God in this way? Who, who is God? Him or you? 
Now, let, let's, let's just allow that question for a moment to sink in because it's kind of, kind of frame in everything else tonight. If, if I'm looking at my life, if I'm looking at my decision-making, if I'm looking at the way that I think and I, I live life, well, who really is God? Who, who really is the one who's calling the shots? Who really is the one that's been given the, the authority to make the final call is, is, is God in my life actually God, the creator, the originator of all the universe, the one who had no beginning and has no end, the one who is omniscient, omnipresent, the, 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 the one who, who was, like, who, who is God, him or, or me? Because here's kind of the idea that I want to come around tonight. The reason that so many of us, even though, even though Jesus has, has, has completely made us free, even though Jesus has 100% completely made us free, the reason so many of us, we still live bound. Now, by the way, let me stop and pause and let me re refresh our memory tonight. When we talk about being bound, I won't ask you what you think, but, but, but I'll tell you what I generally think. Like when I think about sin and when someone's like, hey, you, uh, you got any addictions you, 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 you want to get prayed for? Like my, my mind goes to like sex, drugs, and rock and roll. I'm like, yeah, sin, who? Like murder, drugs, and like 80s bands for sure, sin. But, but let's just define sin real quick. All sin is, is missing the mark. That's all sin is. You know, what's funny is the Bible says this, that to God, sin is sin. But what do you and I do? We've classified sin, haven't we? We've classified sin. So you got like sin, like, ooh, 80s bands, dudes in makeup and leather boots, sex, drugs, rock and roll, sin. And, and then you got just stuff that like, yeah, like I, I know the Bible says don't do that, but I mean, it's like, come on, like 2020, not a big deal. And we've classified sin, however you classify that for yourself, this, I mean, this is like I, like, I would never touch that. But this is not really a big deal. I mean, this is like, it, it, it is fine. But to God, sin is sin. To, to God, there is no classification. Sin is simply missing the mark. I, I love the illustration of a basketball hoop. Anybody do play basketball? Like two people, awesome. That actually nobody raised their hand. Carrot Jones raised his hand. Okay. Um, <laughs> But so, hey, hey, actually, this will be a great metaphor for you. Like, say that Garrett Jones is playing basketball. I love you, Garrett. Say that Garrett Jones is playing basketball and, and the goal is 10 foot high. And Garrett shoots and it goes about eight, eight and a half. And, and he missed the mark. All sin is, is, hey, God has set a standard, which, by the way, is God's prerogative because God is God. God has set a mark. God has set a standard. And by the way, the only reason God has set a standard is not because he's controlling or vindictive, but because God is a God of love. And the Bible says this, you think what you think, you in all of your 15 years of wisdom and experience, you think what you think, but, but here's what the Bible says. Sin, it only ever leads to death, destruction, hurt, pain, less than God's best. The only reason God has classified sin as sin is because God loves you and I. It's the only reason. Like, 
God has no, no, no power trip because he is God. And God can in like a split second remind you he's God and, 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 and you are not. Like I, I remember when I was in eighth grade, have you ever got like really, really like disrespectful with your parents? Like, like, you, like all, all of a sudden you're like, bro, I, like, I put on Old Spice this morning. You don't even know. I remember one time I was in eighth grade. My, my, my dad is a very big guy. Um, he's got hands like the size of my car. Uh, I remember one time we, we were l- looking at some stuff and I saw my dad's Letterman jacket from high school and, and, and there was a little pin on it that said 300 Club. I said, Dad, what's the 300 Club? He said, oh, that's for anyone that benched over 300 pounds. Uh, my max was 350. And I'm like, dang, that's, that's, that's a little, like my, my dad's a strong guy. I'm telling you that because I remember, remember one time I was like mouthing off to, to, to my mom and my dad walked over. He didn't punch me. Like my, my dad, he didn't physically abuse me. But I don't know if the mic's going to feedback or not. He took his fist and he just gently imprinted it upon my chest. And he, he quickly pinned me to the wall. And in a split second, I, 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 I remembered, oh yeah, three, 300 club, I'm in seventh grade. And, um, and like that fast, I was reminded, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not the one who, who's the man of this house. God could so quickly remind you and I, he's God and we are not. God, God doesn't have any, any, any ego. God doesn't have any like power trip. God only has classified sin as sin instead of Mark because he loves you and I. And the Bible says his pure desire for you and I is life to the full. So, so sin is just m- missing the mark. But that's all sin is. But, but the reason you and I, although we've been made free, still often live bound is because we, 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 we forget who God is. Thus, I'll ask the question again, who, who, who is God? You or, or God? Be, because the reason so many of us, we live bound, we, we still live in prisons, we still live in, in places that we don't want to be, but we don't know how to get free, is because although God has made a mark, we've decided to take it upon ourselves to, to decide what that line really is for, for our own life. And, and the Bible will, will remind us over and over again that sin, missing the mark, doing things our own way, it only ever leads to, to that place that Jesus came to set us free from. This is not in the notes, but you, you could write down the reference. I love Proverbs 14, 12, because Proverbs 14, 12 says this, there's a way that seems right to a man, but it leads to destruction. Again, here's, here, here, here's my brain. This is legitimately how I think. I read that verse and I'm like, there's a way that seems right to a man. Yup, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. There's just people out there that, but, but no, 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 no. What, what it's saying is, hey, there, there's things. that in all of your 17 years of cultural exposure and education and experience, legitimately trying the best of your ability to discern and to know what is the right, there's ways that seem right Yet, yet if they don't align with the ways of God, they will only ever lead to, to that place, that life that Jesus came to, to give you freedom from. If you look in your notes, thought number one that I want to give you tonight is the first step to freedom is repentance. Uh, repentance is a word that is used in church. It is a Bible word. And we think repentance is emotion. 
Like I'm, I'm a pastor's kid. I've been doing enough camps and conferences, enough church service to be like, all right, tonight, I want to call everybody to repentance. And that's like the cue to like, okay, start crying, start getting emotional. We're all going to go to the front and we're going to, we're going to get prayer. But, but all repentance is, repentance is a change of heart that results in a change of action. That's all it is. You could, you, you could repent and it could require zero emotion. You could re- repent with a smile on your face because all repentance is, is a change of heart that causes you to do a 180 and change, ch- change the way you're, 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 you're living. First John 1, 9, let me read this to you again. It says, if we confess our sins, pause right there. What is first John telling us? The first step to you being free is you have to come into agreement. Someone say agreement. Have you ever disagreed with someone before? Have you ever disagreed with your parents before? You ever disagreed with your teacher before? You ever disagreed with a sibling before? I disagree with so many people. But, but repentance, the first step to freedom is simply saying, God, actually, I don't want to disagree with you anymore. I want to come into agreement with what you say the mark is and set my life right there. I was talking to someone and we're talking, talking about this verse. And they're like, I don't know, man, confession of sin. That just sounds like so emotional. Like that just sounds like, like it's so hyper spiritual, hyper, like, like, do I have to go to a priest? Like I've, I've never been to a Catholic church before. Maybe you have, but like their imagery was like, do I, do I need to go like in a box and like, like through the curtain be like, hey, so when I was in fourth grade, I kicked a puppy. And when I was in seventh grade, I cut my sister. I, I, I had a friend, this is no joke. And I don't know why I'm telling you this. Her name was Jerrica. What a name. Like the walls of Jerrica, Jericho actually, but like what a name. She came to school one day Epic move. Like her brother gets so much kudos. She came to school one day with no eyebrows. Zero. Zero eyebrows. Like just imagine my face with no eyebrows. You can't do it. There's there's just too much. There's too many brows on this forehead. She came to school with no eyebrows. And and we're and like it just like just penciled in. We're like, what, what happened? And while she was sleeping, her brother got mad at her, and while she was sleeping, I don't even remember what I'm talking about in my sermon right now because I'm thinking about this moment. When she was sleeping, her brother nared her eyebrows. She went to bed with some eyebrows and woke up with no eyebrows. That's amazing. I don't even remember what I was talking about because I thought about that story. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. That, 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 I would have never got back there ever. Thank you so much. But like we, we, we think confession is some like religious thing. All confession is, is you in your heart feeling that conviction of the Holy Spirit to go, this, this way of thinking is not, is not how, how God wants me to think. Actually, this relationship I'm in, that's, that's not the relationship God wants me to be in. Actually, this, this way of, you, you fill in the blank, because remember, sin is not just sex, drug, drug, and rock and roll. Sin can be as small as disrespecting your mom. Bible says, honor your father and mother for it is the first commandment with, with blessing. And, and, and I, I'm, I'm gonna look up at the ceiling because I don't want you to think I'm talking about you, but I already saw when I said, honor your mother and father, I saw eye rolls. Cool. But who is God? 
you or God. Because we have to recognize sin is sin. The, the mark is the mark. And we so often live like, yeah, yeah, yeah like, like God, you're God on the big issues. But all the stuff that I don't think is a big deal, I, I, I'm gonna go ahead, go ahead and pl- pl- play that role in my life because I think I know best. And, and the Bible says the first step to freedom is coming to God and saying, God, I wanna come into agreement with you as it relates to what you call missing the mark. You know what, God? I actually don't want to think this way anymore. You know what, God? I actually don't want to want to live this way. Can I tell you, we have to come into agreement with God even when we disagree. Do, do you, like, I, I know a pastor, but do you know how many things I dis, I, I've disagreed with God about? A lot. Ugh. Everything in me wants to disrespect and let this person know, but, but God, you, you said that, that, that we are not to speak ill of authority. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna do that. And even when I disagree, the first step to repentance is to come into agreement with, with, with God. The first step to freedom is repentance. I wrote this in the notes, when we repent, we're coming into agreement with God that what he says is sin is indeed sin, remembering that he is God and we are not. How in the world do I repent? We have to ask the Holy Spirit to show us what what sin is in our life. We have to confess and ask God to forgive us and to cleanse us of that sin and then commit ourselves to live in God's ways through the help of the Holy Spirit. Can I tell you, someone say daily. This is a daily practice. Do you know what I do? Almost, almost, the key word almost, because I'm not perfect, but almost every day, those three things. I'll spend some time in prayer and I'll, almost every day, my prayer, pretend like you're not here, is God, I want to be righteous. I want to live in your ways. So Holy Spirit, would you help me to see right now, is there any area in my life that's sin? God, I know there's probably things that I'm doing, things that I'm saying, things that I'm thinking. There's probably things, God, that I don't even recognize that I'm missing the mark. But Holy Spirit, would you, and this, I say almost every day, would you bring to the surface of my life things that aren't right? And would you help me to, to come into agreement with you and live in your ways? Repentance is not emotional. Repentance is a decision to say, God, because I want to live in freedom, I come into agreement with, with you. The second thought of you taking notes is simply this, that we have to remember that God is faithful and God is just to forgive. 1 John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sin, he is faithful and he is just to forgive us of our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You, you, you can look at, look at the notes. I just want to read you some things that I wrote. Faithful means that God will do it every single time without fail. He's consistent to his word and character. When the Bible says that if we come to God and we confess our sin, He's, he's faithful. What that means is it doesn't matter if you've done the same thing every single day for the last seven years. Every time we come to God and say, God, I missed the mark again. God, I, 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 I messed up again. But God, I come into agreement. That's sin. That's not okay. So God, that God is every single time faithful, consistent, just, meaning that God's right in doing so. 
Because all of our sin has been paid for by Jesus. Therefore, God is completely righteous or just in every single time forgiving. Forgive, I define this way, to let go of, to separate from, and to fully pardon us from a debt that we were owed. I want to read this verse to you, Psalm 103, verses 8 through 12. It's kind of like a whole collection, but, but listen to these words. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in mercy. Is that how you think about God as it relates to your life? That, that, that God is slow to anger? I know for me, I, I, I missed the mark. And all of a sudden I feel like God's like, hey, come. Like, true story. I, I almost lost, I almost lost my salvation on my three-year-old today. Correction, four-year-old. This morning, we're getting ready for school. My wife makes our kids oatmeal. Quaker Oats, and, and my four-year-old, not because she had any reason, but because she needs salvation. She's eating her oatmeal, and she gets up, and she goes over to my, to my six-year-old, her oatmeal, and she goes, and so casually goes and sits back down like, yep, I, I almost lost my mind. I'm like, are you kidding? Because two days ago, we were in the car, and we, we went to Sam's Club, holla at your boy, I love Sam's Club. Like, that's how I know I'm getting old. I go in Sam's Club and I'm like, this place is amazing. But like we got a hot dog from Sam's Club because they got the best hot dogs, in my opinion. And um, we let our kids eat the hot dog in the car and she spit on Evelyn's hot dog. And I'm like, okay, we've talked about this. I almost lost my mind this morning. I'm like, two days ago, you got a spanking in the Sam's Club parking lot because you're spitting loogies on hot dogs. Are you kidding me? But, but I, I think about God like that. Missed it again. You are unbelievable, Brandon. How many times do we got to talk about the same thing? But the Bible says, God is merciful and gracious, slow to anger. Listen to verse nine. He won't always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. Verse 10 says, he doesn't deal with us according to our sins or punish us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy towards those who fear him. That word fear him just means to those who will come into agreement with him. Verse 12, I love this. As far as the east is from the west, it's a metaphor. You, you, you cannot connect the east and the west. As far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our transgressions from us. When we come to God every single time and go, God, I don't, I don't wanna live in this place that you have set me free, free from. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be like this anymore. God, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just coming to agreement with you. God, you, you said that's missing the mark. That's missing the mark. God, would you forgive me? The Bible goes every single time. God forgives you. And lastly, number three, and Kimbo, you can come up and help me close so that we're not super late. But number three, that God is faithful and just to cleanse us. Now, this is where I really want to hang out for, for a little bit. 1 John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sin, if we come into agreement with God, if I just come into agreement with God and go, God, here's the deal. I'm not God, you are. I, you actually have the right in my life to, to define what the mark is. I'm, I'm not God, you're God. And so I'm just gonna come into agreement with you and say, God, this, these are not your ways. This is not your best for me. This is not who you've called me to be. 
This is not what you do. So God, I'm just saying this is sin. And I'm asking that you would forgive me. The Bible says not only is God faithful and just to forgive you, but he's faithful and just to cleanse you, to clean you. This is really rhetorical, so obvious, but I wanna read it to you because I want you to know the Bible is so clear. The word cleanse literally just means to make clean, to remove stains, dirt, filth from the inside out. Have you ever done something before that you felt incredibly guilty for and you couldn't shake it? Like, like this is kind of stupid. Um, and remember what I'm talking about because I, I might lose it again. But, it, but in fifth grade, I thought it would be genius, genius. Me and my friends, we, we, we saw on the teacher's desk, we, we saw like some thumbtacks, some big thumbtacks. And we're like, yo, we are gonna get Gabrielle Shiphot, it's one of our friends. We, 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 we're gonna get Gabby. And so we, 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 it's like a blue plastic chair. We found a blue little thumbtack and we, we, we put a thumbtack on our seat. We're like, oh, she, woo, it's gonna be so, like, I don't know what I'm thinking. I'm like, this is gonna be hilarious. It was so hilarious that we got in school suspension for an entire week. And um, I just felt like I felt so stupid. And I'll, I'll never forget the feeling because at the time I was going to like a Christian school and um, it's not funny, care, it's real. And I'll never forget, we had chapel on Wednesdays. And I got ISS the week before. So th this whole next week, Monday through Friday, in school suspension, I got to sit in principal, I forget his name. Not boy yet, I don't know, something that doesn't matter. Um, not that you don't matter, principal. Um, but I got to sit in the principal's office and we got to do our work. And I'll never forget, it's like, I felt like I was a convict. Like, like am I in prison? We had to walk behind the prince. Everyone's already in chapel. The, the room is full. Chapel's packed. First through, I think like eighth grade, it was like elementary and middle school. Chapel's packed. Chapel's about to start. And we got to walk behind the principal, me and my two idiot friends in front of the school. And we got to, I, I, I remember feeling so embarrassed, just so dumb, just so ashamed. But, but that's silly. I can think of other things that I've done that e e even to this day, if, if I don't allow the grace of God to, to help me, I can feel so guilty. Have you ever felt like you were the only one? Like you know you're not the only one, but you've made a mistake. You've done something that you know is not okay. You've done something that something in you goes, that's it. This marks you, this, this defines you. Like you, there's, there's no going back. The Bible says, here, here, here's how good God is. If we'll just simply come into agreement with God, that God is faithful and just to forgive us, great, but also to clean us, to wash us, and to scrub us of all the guilt, and condemnation, and filth, and dirt that's compiled on us because of what we what we haven't done, what we've done. Listen to these verses. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, For he who knew no sin, that was Jesus. For he who knew no sin became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God. Like this is bonkers to me. Who says bonkers? I don't know. This is bonkers to me. Jesus, who is the actual son of God, 
Jesus who came from heaven to earth and he actually lived a life of perfection. Not one time did he ever miss it. And who's actually seated at the right hand of God right now as we speak, perfect, holy. The Bible goes, God views you the same way he views Jesus. No difference. Because the moment you said yes to Jesus, the moment you confess your sin, the moment you come into agreement with God, the Bible says not only does God forgive you, but he calls you righteous. And now God sees you in the same exact way that he sees his perfected son seated at his right hand. The Bible says this in Hebrews 10, 14. It says that by one offering, by that one sacrifice that Jesus made. He has forever perfected those who are still being sanctified. You know what sanctified means? It means you're still a work in progress. Yeah, hey, no, Brandon, how can God see me as righteous and holy and perfect when I did that dumb thing on Tuesday? Because even though you are still a work in progress, God goes, no, it's not about your performance because you've come into agreement with me you've confessed sin. You, you say, God, this, this is not okay. I'm confessing it as sin and asking you to forgive me. I have forgiven you and I've cleansed you. Romans 8.1 says, there is therefore now no condemnation, no guilt to those who are in Christ Jesus. I say this all the time, but I kind of mean it a little bit right now. I'm, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. It's the last thing I'm almost going to say. Here's why it's such, such a big deal that you see this. Now, if you, if you fell asleep, you're like internally thinking about the food you're gonna eat when you get home, join me back for one second. Brandon, how is this the first step to freedom? Why is this such a big deal to actually living free? Let me tell you why. Be, because whether you recognize it or not, so much of your life is defined by your identity. So much of of, of the way you live, the way you behave, the way is defined by how you view yourself. Do you, do you know why so often we get stuck in these, these patterns of sin? Sex, drugs, and rock and roll? Ah, maybe, but just missing the mark. How I get stuck in a cycle and in a pattern of lust, of addiction, of depression, of fear, of anger. You know why we get stuck in, in the cycle? Because here's what happens. We miss the mark, and instead of coming into agreement with God, we go, I, 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 I don't know, maybe, uh. and, and then we hear, hear the voice of the enemy. It's who you are. That, 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 that defines you. You are a fill in the blank. You, you will always deal with and struggle with fill in the blank. You'll always be stuck in anxiety. You know, you're just one of those people, you're always gonna live in a low place. And, and because we haven't received the forgiveness and the cleansing of Jesus, we go, I guess that's just who I am. And because we allow it to define us, we just keep on walking to the beat of that drum. Do you know what really sets you free and changes the pattern of your life? When you have a revelation on the inside, I am, like not just in my head, I am. I'm the righteousness of God. 
I'm loved by God. I've been saved. I've been forgiven. And He calls me righteous. It's like something happens that because your identity has changed, because you've been cleansed of all that stuff, it empowers you to live in freedom. Here's what I want to say as we close. Less what I want to say and more what I want to ask you. All right. Big, big, big rhetorical question as we close. Where in your life, currently, right now, tonight, 2020, October 28th, are you still playing the role of God? Where is it right now you're still playing the role? Well, I have the prerogative to make. Where in your life right now are you refusing to come into agreement with what God says? Where in your life are you, ref- no, 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 I, I'm refusing to confess, come into agreement with God as it relates to this right here. And, and, and can I just ask you, how long are you going to live there? Because Jesus has given everything to make, to cleanse, to bring freedom to your life. The first thing we have to do if we're going to live, we're going to walk in freedom full of joy in life is we have to make a decision. God, I'm not God. There's things that I actually think, I feel like this is, but actually God, I'm not God and you're, you are. And so I'm going to come into agreement with you. I'm going to call sin, sin, right, right, wrong, wrong. And I'm just going to confess sin to you. And I'm going to ask you, God, that you forgive me and you cleanse me. Do, do you know part of the reason why why like I, I think things are like this are a big deal because do you know where the real change happens it is not going to happen in this room tonight the real change happens when you decide to get serious about God and 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 when, when you go home and maybe it's t- tonight maybe it's next week and, and and the Holy Spirit starts dealing with you and you have something like these notes to go remind yourself but you know what God I want to be free and you take scriptures like these hold on what what did the note say if I confess my sin to God and you in your bedroom on your knees go, God, I give up. I can't do this on my own. And so I come into agreement with you and I ask you that you'd forgive me and you'd cleanse me and you, you would empower me to walk in the, the real change only ever happens when you decide to make the change. Respond to God and come into agreement. Last thing I'm gonna say for real. I met yesterday with someone at a coffee shop. Messed up. And we talked about this stuff. And he goes, I don't know, Brandon. It just can't be that easy. And I, with a big smile, said, listen, man, it really is that easy. God is faithful to do what he promised he would do. But, but do you, I, I said, listen, man, do you know why it doesn't seem easy to you? Why? He, he was all mad because I was telling him the truth. You ever met someone like that? Like, I'm just telling you the truth. What, why? I said, you know why, why you don't think it's that easy? Because, because you, you, you haven't come to a place yet where you want to agree with God. Is what it is. You still want God to agree with you. You haven't come to a place yet where you're ready to agree with God. But when you make a decision, God, you're God. And I'm going to come into agreement with you like that. God will meet you where you are. God God will forgive you, God will cleanse you, and God will set you free. 
God will do it every single time. You pray with me, God, tonight. We hope you've been inspired by this word. To help awaken your faith on a regular basis, subscribe now so you can be alerted when we have a new message. Thank you so much for listening.